But I was in this class and the um, I couldn't get out of the class. Mm-hmm. I would work really hard on an assignment and the teacher would give me a D. Right. Then I would work really, then I would blow an assignment off and I would still get a D. She wasn't even grading the papers. And then one time or a few times she said to me, why don't you skip class? You're never going to be anything anyways. Mm-hmm. So I could not get out the class. Right. And God said to me, you're still trying to prove you don't belong in that class. Yeah. Boom. Right. Yo, we've already kind of started. Yeah, we you gonna, can tell we're about to do some stuff. We're going to fight today. This could be, exactly, this could be the very first episode where we may disagree in some areas because I really actually believe the Bible is true. <laughs> That's good. I'm just, I'm just I believe the Bible is true too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. Let's edit that last part out that he just said so we can have some fun with it. So welcome to Funny How Life Works. We're about to talk about conflict. Well, what do we do on this podcast? We use funny to help people understand how life works. Yeah. I'd like to introduce you to the host of this world-renowned podcast. Wow, it is world-renowned. We're blowing up in Europe right now. inspires people to live and walk in their purpose. Wow, thank you so much. This is our host, Michael Jr. Give it up, people. Yes, I am Michael Jr. And thank you for the introduction. You didn't get any applause. As a reminder, people don't applaud for me. Okay, try to Only real people. Try to do me now. Pakal is my man, my friend, brilliant. He's a pastor of Scent Church brilliant brilliant Aww. pastor when he shows up on time can i Amazing. get the applause button for me give it up for puck ah look at that i didn't even have to ask for those wow applause. except for three times <laughs> wow so you might be asking yourself what can i learn from two brothers about conflict on a podcast well you're about to find out okay I love this podcast. You'll be laughing out loud and all of a sudden, boom, something that can really help you drops in your lap. I like it because I unexpectedly learn about life. It is so funny. I get to laugh and learn about life at the same time. I like listening to Funny How Life Works with the car and my parents. (laughs) With the car and my parents. Yo, everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Don't forget to go to michaeljr.com slash extra, and I'm going to give you a free download of my comedy special. michaeljr.com slash extra, so you can laugh with your whole family and even watch it and enjoy it. Anyway, just go there right now and get the, well, finish watching the podcast. Other than that, I appreciate you. For real, I'm out. This is uh, an opportunity for us to recognize a non-sponsor sponsor. Non-sponsor sponsor is... Funny for the Forgotten. Okay. So Funny for the Forgotten takes makes laughter commonplace in uncommon places like homeless shelters and prisons, abused children facilities. There's a really good video online that kind of helps people understand. So if you want to give to Funny for the Forgotten and help us make laughter commonplace in those places, then just go to funnyfortheforgotten.org and give. Making laughter commonplace in uncommon it's places. Dot com. Dot com. I, I think yeah. we own both. Hey, when you go into prisons, do they make you take your belt off? They do, which mm. is weird in prison. Because your pants are loose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're going into prison. You can't have a belt because apparently. Yeah. I went to prison recently with uh, Bob Goff. Well, not oh. recently. It was a while ago. And uh, Bob Goff and Lauren Daigle. That dude is hilarious. Went to prison. Lauren Daigle could sing, too. And she cared about the prisoners. She was great. I was like, hey, yeah. I want to go. Because nobody told me. Here's the thing. When you do stuff with Bob. Bob will just randomly call you and be like, hey, I'm going to this prison. 
and you just gotta go. I should mm. call Bob right now. Hey, just call Bob Gar. Okay. Can we get my phone? I'm gonna call Bob. So we're gonna call Bob Goff and see if he answers his phone. He texted me just the other day. Dude's crazy busy. You don't know who Bob Goff is. He wrote a best-selling book called Love Does. Love Be Doing. Love no, 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 no. Does, that was Bobby baby. Goff. Bobby Goff wrote it. <laughs> Love Does. Called Love Does. Come great, on, great doggone stories in that book. Oh. So today we're gonna be talking conflict, but we're gonna talk to the conflict person. resolution. Hmm? Conflict resolution. We're not just gonna leave people in conflict. No, we're talking we're about conflict talk resolution. About conflict in every aspect of it. <laughs> okay. We'll call Bob right. Goff up. It's called Bob Doggone Goff. <laughs> Last episode, we called the owner of Chick fil A. He didn't answer, and his yeah. voicemail was full. Yeah. I'm like, dude, how many calls you get on Sunday? Because you don't, because they close. I'm not going to explain. That's an interesting question. All right. Calling Bob Goff. Hope his number doesn't show up on the screen. What are we going to talk about? With Bob? Yeah. The one you went to prison with him. Oh, right, right. right. Unless you want to hear his take on conflict resolution. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Hello. You reached Bob Goff. He, I believe. He's because we're good friends. He's probably sitting on the porch talking to a random neighbor. He does that too, dude, for he real. He does. People just show up at his house. Yeah, it's weird. But he don't answer phones for his black friends. Anybody can call him, though. They just need to get his book, Love Does, and he put his phone number in the back. Hey, it's Bob Goff here, and I'm out of cell range for a while, so email me at Bob. (laughs) (laughs) That's his way of saying, see ya. He he don't want to hear from you. How does he know he out of cell range? (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Come on, Maybe he knows. Maybe he's off the grid. Maybe that's his way of saying he's. What if he's back in cell range? Well, he turned batteries off. It's it's auto response. No, no, hey, no, this uh, ain't the number from the book. This is his number. I know, but I'm just I saying. I think it might be one of the same. Customize his greeting. Hey, uh, the people should subscribe to this podcast. Please subscribe and leave comments. We read your comments. Let's read a comment right now. Oh, okay. Let's read a comment about the well, podcast before we, we get into this conflict. Our last podcast episode got some comments. It was the one with the dating expert. Oh, yeah. Comments. Wait, are you talking about Facebook comments? Yeah. It's, but it's a comment on that podcast. Uncle, I like to read the podcast comments, dude. Okay, well, this Good, one. Wait, you go to Facebook. I'll this one you. from Michelle Wee Kalbach. It really hurt me. She said, where is tech guy Nick? Tech guy doggone How Nick. How should I interpret that? Tech guy Nick was my, was my former co-host slash tech in. guy yes you need to press into that and figure out what the conflict what, is i'm gonna press in why does that rub me some kind of yeah like, she asked about tech guy nick maybe she's asking because she's worried that i am yeah. so much funnier than him yeah that's what it is that he is off somewhere depressed yeah that, that's probably what it is man. or maybe she thinks he's funnier than me uh, yeah it's just, and i'm tapping into some insecurities from my just childhood weird in general because tech guy nick was i don't even rarely Maybe she's wondering if he got married because maybe she was wondering if she could be the one. I rarely talk to Tech Guy Nick anymore. Michelle, maybe that's why. Yeah. I just saw Tech Guy Nick at our church a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. He was there. I'm calling him now, by the way. He's not going to answer. He, he don't have a great answer. track record these days. <laughs> I'm calling Tech Guy Nick. You're going to answer, I'm sure. You want somebody to answer when we connect my phone. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> need to do. Hello, this is Nick Rosello. What? Right. what are you doing? Ridiculous. Give me a phone. I'm, I'm going to call somebody. I did, trust from my me. phone? Yeah. Who are you going to call from my phone? Trust me. No, I All won't. Right. All right, well, have him set it up. <laughs> set up my phone on Bluetooth. Who are you 
gonna call? You gonna okay? You gonna try to call Nick? I thought you like. I thought everything played. I thought everything you plays. Off the call him stuff. if you oh, would. Wait, let me get, call get him and watch what's gonna happen. Okay. No, I'm not calling Tech Guy Nick. We're gonna call someone else. And uh, there you go. And then you're gonna be like, wow, my co-host is the bomb. Did you just text Nick? No, it's my sister. Oh, okay. She want some. No, she she's just setting it up right now. Hey, how you doing? So it's <laughs> the setup. We're gonna see where it ends at. I'll let you know. Okay. So we are going to be talking about conflict. We today. are gonna talk about conflict. There's a concept you've been talking about a lot lately. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna tell you, you know, you hang around somebody and you start to hear them saying some of the same things over and over, which is okay. Uh-huh. Because it's consistency. Yes. So there's a couple things you've been saying consistently lately. Yes, I appreciate Here's that. one that the listeners will be very familiar with. Hold on, let's make this call first. Oh, okay. And then we're going to jump into conflict, All right? Because right? yeah. this will be some conflictable. Okay, so. Who are you calling anyway? I'm calling a friend of mine that I've had conflict with. UJ Harris. Really? Yes, we are. Watch he, this. He's going to try to market his company right No, he's now. not. He's not going to bring it up at all. Okay, let's see. We're going to talk about conflict. UJ. And I believe it. You're on the podcast. Funny how life works. Yes, I want to introduce are. you to the host of the podcast, Michael Jr. Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? What's going on, man? We met what a couple of years ago? He doesn't at, remember at the people he meets. I don't remember. He don't remember That's you. I'm just <laughs> I do, man. You UJ, right? Yeah, UJ. <laughs> hey, let me ask a question real quick before I get started. Scale one to ten. You you and you and Kyle's relationship. Scale one to ten. Yeah, one to ten. After this morning's conversation, it's about a, it's about a five and a half, six. No, no. You know, I like, said that, right? So it got better. It I got disagree better. with him. Ooh, yeah. So y'all had some uh, conflict we were, today. Tell us what happened. We were about nine. Oh, uh, no, I'm just, I just made that up. I, I'm trying to be funny. I should probably stop. Yeah, yeah, my day job. Yeah, sit yourself. No, it was about, I'll, I'll about, about, about nine and a half. No, for real. Okay. Are you married? <laughs> no, sir. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you would try to put all your points on somebody else. Have, have you ever been married? Yeah, I was married. In wow. Okay, I just want to get a gauge for your numbers. <laughs> what uh, scale one to ten? How's, how's your relationship with your with your ex? It's okay. No, scale <laughs> one to ten. Scale one to ten. What you mean oh, it's okay? Man, that's not like you got some inside the belt with knowledge, man. No, no I don't. We just randomly this call is people. All off the cuff. This is straight off the cuff. Scale one to no, ten. Man. I'm straight off the dome. Uh, I'll put it at probably about a five. <laughs> Five. That's generous. We got her on the other line. Hey, click her over. No. 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 UJ, uh, we've been friends for, I don't know, like, let's see. I met you in 2003. And uh, so this is 2022. So what is the math on that? 19 years. It's kind of crazy. Uh, we've, had some, we've had some conflict along the way that's taken us deeper. And uh, we're about to talk about conflict on this podcast. So um, wow. what role do you think conflict has pray, played in our, our friendship? Hey, there's not oh, a spiritual I, version of it. Just, yeah, just whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I think conflict just helps us to get to, to get better, get to know each other, you know. And, um, you know, most, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of people know how to work through conflict. We're talking about this, Kyle. I don't think our, we're, our kids were teached or were raised to learn how to do have the hard conversations and battle through things. And we've, we've, we've been able to do that as, as grown men in our friendship. And I, and I really appreciate that. I, I think we're, we're, our friendship is, is stronger because of, because of the conflicts we've had to work through. So let me pause right here. So this is going to okay. be so awesome. So here's what we're going to do, uh, UJ. We're going to 
if we can call you back, me and Kyle are going to set up our thought processes around conflict, and then we're going to call you back to talk to you. Okay. About it. Is that cool? Yes, sir. Right, I'm going to keep this live. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'll call you back. Bye. So the way you were about to set it up before you got on the call was perfect. I didn't see where you was going. It's well done. Like you want to Thank get you. positioning first. Then we talk to him and see what that was brilliant. That's brilliant. So I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what I was putting down and then you put it back down. And I picked it up. All right. So, uh, con- so you were, we were setting up my way of dealing, not dealing with conflict, but a, a, a great, a, what you would call, well, what do you think about what I t- teach about conflict? Well, it's, it's two things, right? Mm-hmm. So one, we're going to talk about conflict and we're going to have our first on air yeah, we're conflict. probably going to conflict right and, now because we started a little and, before and, the show. And it's with this this thought that we're going to come out better on the other side of it. Absolutely. All right. So two things I've been hearing you teach on le- lately is one, you say God will bring you people in circumstances to reveal to you where you are not free right. yet. yet. The only that's, part that's, of that I wrote was the yet. This guy right. named Peter Cornwell. Yeah, you borrowed it from Peter. Yeah, I so you, I'll just repeat what he said. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, you, you, yeah, you recycled it. <laughs> right, right. The other thing related to that is you're saying when those things happen, that we need to press in. Yes. It's a concept that you've talked about personally in the funny how marriage works experience. hundred percent believe. And, and to translate that for somebody that's saying when, when those people and circumstances come and we find ourselves irritated rather than pointing the finger of blame at the other person right away. Absolutely. We need to press in and ask ourselves, right. now you finished the sentence. We need to press in and ask ourselves. Like what, what's, what is this coming up in me? Yes. Because I really do like to quote, and I say it a lot, that life will present you with people and circumstances to reveal where you're not free yet, yes. right? So so if there's something going on that you're just, it makes you uncomfortable, it makes you really mad or whatever the case is. Uh, for example, the example I like to use is if you go home every day, let's say you're a married couple, you go home every day and your husband, you come in and there's a pot on the stove. And you're like, why is this pot on the stove? Yeah, why did they wash it, put it away? Put and it you look cabinet? to her, you're like, why don't you put, take the pot off the stove? You always put a pot on the stove. And you get mad, right? Yeah. Next day you come home, there's a pot on the stove again. Yeah. You could get mad again and get upset and you could argue with your wife. But then the next day you come home or two yeah. days later you come home yep. and there's a pot on the stove again. Yeah. Now for me, I actually think my wife putting that pot on the stove is actually a phenomenal opportunity for me to learn about me. Yes. Because... If if all she if she just moves the pot off the stove, there could still be something in me that is is upset. Sure. But I would have never known if I not if if I only ha- asked her to move the pot off the stove. So I'd rather be. There's two options here. Would you rather be the type of person where your wife has to move the pot off the stove? Would you rather find out why is this pot being on the stove bothering me right. so much? Right. Because it could trigger. It could be triggering something. Yeah. That happened earlier on, maybe in your childhood, when your your mom or your uncle was yelling at you because you didn't put something in the right place. And that's what you're really dealing with. Mm-hmm. But now you're just upset because this pot is on the stove. Because more likely what will happen if this is the case is if you come home one day and that pot is not on the stove, right. you're going to notice that there's a plate on the counter that shouldn't be there. Okay, You're just yeah. going to move on to yeah. the next thing. Yeah. Like It'll perpetuate itself until you say... What is this coming up in me? You ever seen Sleeping with the Enemy? No. <laughs> you remember that movie? No, I never saw nah, that. No, man. The lady, it, it, the husband liked the tiles arranged a certain way. Mm-hmm. He liked the cans arranged a certain way really? in the cabinets. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so there's a scene uh-huh. where she escapes from the marriage. Escapes, right. 
and she has her cans in her cabinet any kind of way she wants. But then the ex tracks her down and she doesn't know it. She comes home one day and opens the cabinet and cans are perfectly arranged yeah. in the cabinet. And was this, I didn't see the movie, but is it safe to say there was something in him that wasn't right? <laughs> yeah, there was something in him so, that wasn't right. So well, a lot of people think they get married to they get married to be happy. You get married, my wife says this all you get married so you could be whole. Mm-hmm. Meaning there's something that you've gone through and the and God will bless you with another person. Right to help bring that out in you so mm-hmm. you can be free. Right, so people might be wondering, what is it that we're gonna disagree about? Because this part, we're, we're in agreement on, We're in right? agreement with this. Yeah, if yeah. you press in, you're gonna yeah. learn some stuff in a great way. Because right. I would wanna be the person who is okay with the pot on the stove or off the stove. And I'll go as far as to say, right. if you get clarity about what that is in you, chances are the pot won't even be on the stove anymore anyway, mm-hmm. because life will present you with people and circumstances to reveal where you're not free yeah, yeah, it's actually a blessing. Right. Now, when you've talked about this, at least like in a marriage experience uh-huh, context, uh-huh. there is one disclaimer that we give that we agree on, that you all give, you and Which is, your wife. Yeah. That if a person is in an abusive situation, yeah. we're not asking them to press in uh-huh. and ask themselves, what is it about, what? why am I feeling hurt by what my abuser is mm-hmm. doing to me, right? right? Because if they do that they're going to just stay in a dangerous situation right with that am i yeah. stating that disclaimer? yeah so i think this is right where the disagreement comes out i don't well, think the person should is this where you're saying the disagreement is well well maybe 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 we're about to see <laughs> no so i don't think <laughs> did the, i state the disclaimer right you did okay. if you're in an abusive relationship like at the risk of sounding like a movie that i've never seen that people always talk about get out like you shouldn't be yeah. like you, sh- you should you should bounce but um like for in that circumstance but afterwards mm-hmm. because this precedent can happen before it could happen during it could happen after but afterwards you still want to press in and say what is this coming up in me mm-hmm. that attracted me to this person who's abusive sure otherwise because because i know this is going to get crazy deep so we should maybe we should play one of my comedy clips or something right now <laughs> well because what because here's what will happen yeah is so there's this guy i know and i try i'll try to be super vague because he's a listener and he probably gonna know what i'm talking about but his mom would always drop him off at his grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. Like constantly just drop him off three months at a time, yeah. four months at a time and never really be there. So now he's a grown man and one of the relationships that he's been pursuing and really wanting a lot was this woman who, uh, she, she, he went to college with her. Uh, she had a boyfriend and um, he always liked her. He never really said anything to her, but he was really kind of attracted to her. Yeah. And, um, and then she went off and she actually got married Mm-hmm. So he moved on and was, and then he liked this, uh, this actually, this teacher, one of his professors. Okay. Which was, uh, she was older than him or whatever. Okay. The other girl ends up not being married anymore and gets a boyfriend. He's a, he, now he, he wants her. And I looked at it and all the women he wanted in his life, none of them were available. Just like his yeah. mom wasn't available. Got it. All right. So what I'm saying is, is what will happen is you will recreate a scenario. Sure. So you can get closure from that scenario if you don't have closure yet. But what right. I'm saying is when you press in, you could go back and visit that original scenario right. and get clarity from that. So now you can be free in the current. Yeah, that's not even the part we disagree on. What's that? that just which what part? you described. Oh, which part? It's the next part. Okay. So then the what I said is that in marriage, one of the under-taught arts 
is the art of apology. Yeah. As I said, there's sometimes like if we only offer people the opportunity to press in when they feel hurt or wronged, what we don't give people an opportunity to do is reflect on when they've actually wronged someone and they actually need to apologize. And there's sometimes we might only be giving people the option to press in mm-hmm. when actually what they really need is an authentic apology. So here's the thing about that. So me and my niece got into it, right? Hey, right here, we're going to go to a comedy clip. We're going to come back. <laughs> Boom. I wrote her your mama joke. I don't really do your mama joke, so I had one pop in my head, right? So I'm going to do this your mama joke, but the reason I'm going to do it is because there's a learning opportunity on the backside of this your mama joke. So I'm going to do the joke, then we're going to see what we can learn on the back end of it, all right? Here's your mama joke. Um, your mama's so fat, they couldn't even lift her up in prayer. Mm-hmm. It's about what I expected just now. That's what I expected. So notice the response to that joke. If you laugh, that's the right response. But as you notice, some people went, let me explain to you where you went wrong. Um, When you hear your mama joke, you're under the impression that somebody's talking about your mama. It's not your mama. It's a random mama that nobody knows. Nobody's ever met her before. She probably don't even got kids. It's a random mama. But instead of you enjoying a joke, you sitting there going, no, stop it. She's trying to lose weight. Stop it. <laughs> it is not your mother. It's a random mama. Nobody's ever met her before. <laughs> and we're back. All right, good. So my niece, I've told this story before. You've heard this story, right? Did you hear a story about my niece living with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Niece lives with you and y'all got into it. Yeah, me and my niece gets into it, right? Yeah, she's, yeah. she's, she's, she's. Single mom. She's not, when I say niece, people are like, she's three years old. What you getting into with a three-year-old? I hope not, man. Anyway, um, so me and my niece get into it. She's like, no, and, you're uh, ugly. And here's the thing. <laughs> she's like, no, you're ugly. She hit me in my kneecap. I was like, you know what? Get out. So she's a single single mom, two kids. They're living with us. And we got this house. And people, and God said people would come stay with us. And everything was cool. And then one day, six months in, we get into a discussion. And we kind of get into it. Mm-hmm. Her daughter's out by the pool. She shouldn't be. She black. Black yeah, people buddy, shouldn't be bothered. Ignore him. Black people shouldn't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Nick just tried to call me back. Tech guy Nick yeah, tried to call me back. Him. I'm talking to Kyle right now. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but Michelle wants you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we get into it. And I'm, she's raising her voice. Now she's living in my house. I'm taking care of everything. She don't got no bills or yep. nothing. And she's yelling and she's raising her voice. And I'm raising my voice too, which is yeah. the most amazing part because I don't even raise my voice. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm upset. She's upset. And my wife says, hey, y'all need to take a break. And while we're on this little break, I'm bubbling mad. But here's the thing. I don't get mad. Yeah. Like it's not normal for me to get upset. So right. I'm bubbling. So now I'm asking myself, what is this coming up in me? Why am mm-hmm. I this upset? Because mm-hmm. most arguments, most disagreements, I won't say 100%, but I feel like saying it. It's not even, it's never a horizontal. It's really something that God is trying to do in you. So I'm pressing into this thing, even though I'm mad. I'm like, ooh. And two things I got from what she said was Mm -hmm. that I don't listen and I try to position myself to be right. Mm -hmm. But she said in a really rude way, and that's what I got from it. But I know it ain't even true. Okay. Let's be real. It's not true. (laughs) (laughs) This is about to be good. It's like the setup. But if it is true, (laughs) if there's any truth to it at all, a nugget of truth, my thought process is what about my wife? Yeah, because we 
Like we live together. I love my wife. I don't want any of this to show up in that relationship. So I go to my wife. I was like, first of all, she's tripping. Can't stand it. She's tripping stuff, man. But let me just, I'm going to ask you a question. I know the answer. You don't even got to answer. You don't got to say nothing. Just give me the look and I will be done. You know, just like So she tried to say that I don't listen and I try to position myself to be right. I know it's not true. What do you think? And my wife said, well, and I was blown away. Yeah. There's no way I saw that. Like right. there's no way, meaning we have done so much work personally to grow and develop and our relationship is phenomenal. Scale of one to 10, at the time our relationship was easily a nine. Yeah. So I'm like, so now, so now I'm like, yo, this ain't got nothing to do with my niece. I mm-hmm. got to press into what this is. So I'm right. praying, I'm like, God, what is this? Yeah. I'm pressing in. Right. And, um, and I got nothing. Probably because I was mad. God yeah. didn't say nothing to me because yeah. I, I couldn't hear him because yeah. I was upset. The, uh, the next morning, I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, what is this? And God yeah. shows me. Sure. Ninth grade. Yep. He, he reminded me that I was in a special ed class mm-hmm. in my school. And in this special ed class, I had a teacher. Now, I don't want anybody researching this teacher. She's, I don't blame her. She's awesome, amazing, whatever. But I was in this class, and um, I couldn't get out of the class. Mm-hmm. I would work really hard on an assignment, and the teacher would give me a D. Right. Then I would work really, then I would blow an assignment off, and I would still get a D. She wasn't even grading the papers. And then one time or a few times she said to me, why don't you skip class? You're never going to be anything anyway. Mm-hmm. So I could not get out the class. Right. And God said to me, you're still trying to prove you don't belong in that class. Yeah. Boom. Right. So that revelation yep. in that moment mm-hmm. set it free right. in a significant way. There's yeah. no way I would have saw that if not yeah. for the fact that life presents you with people and circumstances right. to reveal where you're not free yet. Right. And me and my niece, and I shared that with her. Yeah. And it was such a powerful moment. Sure. It would, an apology would pale in comparison. Yeah. I'm not even talking about that depth of example. Right. I'm going to give you a very simple example. Okay. In marriage. If I take my wife's car out Mm -hmm. and I start off with a full tank of gas. Mm -hmm. And when I bring it back to her, I mean, I put it in the garage. It's on E. Yeah. And the next morning she gets up and has an appointment to go to. And it's not enough gas her to get where she needs to right. go. If her only option is to press in and say, why does it bother me? Uh-huh. That is, I got to go to this appointment right. that there's no gas in the car. Mm-hmm. I'm saying there's a space. So I would never there. say the only option is to press in. Well, yeah. I'm not, and I'm not yeah. diminishing the yeah. pressing in. I'm saying, but there is a space there for me to legitimately apologize. Cause if I leave your event, and I look at her and say, Petra, you know what? <laughs> you need you to press need in. To press in <laughs> you got to press and in. Figure, figure out, out what why that is, right. that is bothering right. me so much that you ain't have enough gas to get to your apartment. <laughs> right. On your walk home because <laughs> your right. car ran out of gas. <laughs> That's right. Why is it bothering you that you got to walk? <laughs> right. That was all I was offering. I would tell her, you need to, you need to deal with, why did you pick him? <laughs> well, husband, so, you need to figure that out. So, so I, yeah, go ahead. I, I just think in the teaching of pressing in, yeah. there's an opportunity. I think potential to mm-hmm. teach people the art of apology yeah. because I could hear press in and say, no, Petra, really, you know, you should think through what is it in you that didn't give yourself enough time to get gas <laughs> before you got the appointment. You want to press into the pain. So for example, yeah, an apology is necessary, but there's two opportunities to press in there. Okay. She should press in as to like, if there's any, if there is something there, because first of all, if you didn't do something and it made her feel some way, that means that an exterior circumstance uh, brought pain on the inside. Sure. And that's not normal. Yeah. Meaning that's not how she lived. The other yeah. area of oppression is you. 
Like yeah. under what sort? Like what made you think it was okay mm-hmm. to do that thing? Right. I would actually press into that. Like, why did I do that? Or why do I feel like it's necessary to do it the other way? There's right. always something to learn and yeah. apologize. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm not saying don't press in. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like, yeah, for Petra, it could be if she starts to believe this this core belief, like if he loved me, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have left my car on him. So he must not exactly. love me. Right. That, that's a good exercise to press exactly. in. But I'm just saying, if I leave your event and I'm just like, no, you really should press in on that. Like, cause I think yeah, it yeah. even lies about you, me. And I don't get taught that there's sometimes I just need to say, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't even think through what your schedule was tomorrow. Yeah. Well, here's the money right here. Yeah. You should never tell somebody else to press in. It should be their decision. Yeah. Like they yeah. should decide to press in, but here's what's cool about it. Uh, we got to call your boy back. Yeah, we do. Let's call him back. All right. But instead of talking about y'all stuff, we're going to do a two-parter. On the second half, we're going to call your friend back. Oh, okay. So let me go off the cuff. Here's the off the cuff moment. I'm going to go off the cuff on. Anytime there's some incongruency with how you're feeling versus how you want to feel or what you're doing versus what you want to do, I'm telling you, if you would, instead of looking outside, instead of assuming it's something horizontal, as opposed that it has something to do with someone else, recognize that it's not horizontal it's probably vertical and it's something that god wants to do in you it's almost as if we're made out of sandpaper and there's a certain door that's shaped exactly like us that we're supposed to fit through and god wants us to fit through that door but we may have a some wood or a knob or whatever that's out of shape that needs to be sanded down and then he'll allow people and then people and circumstances will come along more times than not your spouse and they're sandpaper, and they're trying to rub it down. Not knowingly, not knowingly, but they're revealing to you something that is not in the shape of God or not in the shape that you really want it in. And if you allow that to happen, if you press in and say, well, what is this? You'll soon be in shape so you can make it through the doors, you can get to where you really want to be, as opposed to just cowering back unknowingly, just making up phrases or words and decide, you know what, now is not the right time. Yeah, I want to do public speaking, but for some reason, mm-hmm. I just I just can't. No, press into that so you can get this. And when I say this, I mean the thing that's in, in your imagination, the thing you want to go after. Kaboom. That's Yo, good. so we're going to do a part two. We we're going to call your friend. Okay. And we're going to check his press in ability all right with, with the conflicts that he's had good is this the banter at the end or we this is the banter all right well you should give him something for free oh this yes no no, no. let's give him a press in oh yeah that's right you got a link to so that. there's actually a press in process that you can do where i show you how to press in i show you the whole method that i did that day with, with my niece to press in and get the freedom i got it's yeah. biblical we're going to show you we're going to send you a video and we're going to send you a um a pdf on how to do it Go to michaeljr.com slash press in. Yeah. michaeljr.com slash press in, and you can press in too. So did you come to see things my way yet? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When I sit in that chair, I see everything that no, you see no, as no, well. No. What you mean in real life? I think y'all should start teaching on the art of apology. It should be a session. Wow. You know, here's the thing you should press into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The art. Of apology. It's an undertaught skill. Honestly, yeah. believe that. Just like managing finances. I think, yeah. They don't teach you how to manage finances in high school. Cool. So basically, if you just learn how to say, sorry, I'm broke, you're going, you, are, <laughs> you, you are all good. Boom. We out.